0: What up, what up, what up? Thank you for tuning in to the Swish Masters podcast, and thank you to our sponsor, SS96. Visit ss96.net and use the promo code Swishmasters Masters for 15% off. Yeah, that's right. You heard me right. 15% off on all store items, hats, hoodies, T-shirts, whatever you need. SS96 has it. Also, don't forget to go and check out that music from Straight Stoner, produced by yours truly. You know what it is, Gut Gang? Mobbing, sleepwalking. We out here. Thank you.
1: Oh. Oh. And we're back. What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm your Q the Guru.
0: I'm Zay, the executive producer. What else, you Zay-
1: What's up? What's up, man? These NBA playoffs, Zay. these NBA playoffs, <laughs> it's crazy, man. We about to get some game sevens, man. Some game sevens, finally, man. I was hoping we about time we get a game seven.
0: Oh yeah, man! Giannis, the Celtics, CP, Luca, then Booker. These dudes
1: are going crazy right now. It's um, exciting basketball right now. Can't wait to see these games, right now. Yeah, for sure. Can't wait. Very excited. But before we get into the NBA playoffs, we got to get into our NBA news first. A lot of different news is happened in the NBA and WNBA. And, of course, you all know about Brittany Griner's situation. Brittany Griner is in Russia. He came recently... Russell has extended her pre-trial detention by a month. But what? But one of the things we got out of this is that we got to actually see her. Okay, there are different photos out of her. What she's looking What she looks like. Um, the lawyer says that this process is typical. Sometimes they can take longer. Sometimes the process can happen quicker. And basically, he described the whole thing as just being very typical. All right. It's just these things happen, right? But yeah. I also want to provide a, uh, another update as far as Brittany Griner. He also, uh, this is from NPR, uh, he writes a lot of this is from an article by, let me see sure I get the name right, yeah, Charles Maines. He does a lot of reporting in Europe, okay? He also lets us know Brittany's status there, right? Her mood is, is typically normal given her circumstances. He let us know that she's been treated okay, and she has no concerns or complaints about her health. Everything is okay as it can be in this situation. Uh, he also gave us an update on who she's in a cell with. All right, there. She's not friends with them. They're not enemies. They're not friends, but they do support each other as they can. Um, he also lets us know that they went so far as like, you know, Brittany Grinder is really tall. Right? She's six feet nine inches tall. The one complaint that she did have about was about her um her bed. You know, she doesn't need a standard size bed. Um, but they were able to accommodate her. So that's good. So it us gives us a little bit of insight of that, you know, she is okay and she can be in this situation. But the fact that they extended her detention, her pretrial detention, she didn't even have a trial yet. And remember, the U.S. classified her status as wrongfully detained. So, man, it's a lot. But shout out to Brittany. Prayers up for her family. And that's all I gotta say about that. What about you?
0: Yeah, man, it uh, it definitely is for me disappointing to know that you know 30, 30 days still to to the real hearing. Um, but um, at least we you know, have a little bit more insight than before. It's been months, I mean, three months at this point. And like everyone else has been saying, we just wanted to be back home. Uh, anyone that's been wrongfully detained or anything like that. And we are, hashtag we are BG, free BG. And um, I can't wait till she gets back. Um actually caught the game. Mercury versus the storm today and it was weird. Like like dang she should be right there in the middle with Diana and everybody else. But um you know, prayers up and we hope for the best. Hope the process is sooner than later and quicker. Um yeah, man. Free BG.
1: Yeah, free BG. Yeah, prayers up to her. Y'all keep her family in prayer um, as they keep going through this situation. All right. And if there are any more updates, we'll be sure to inform you as best as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it in school. (laughs) No. Man. And speaking of WNBA, he just mentioned it. The season kicked off this week. And not even one week into it. We already have so many players in health and safety protocols. Many, many of them include like some major superstars, man. For example, like Brian Stewart and Tasha Cloud. So, but the thing is, what the thing that they have in common is that they're complaining about the travel policy. Okay, if you don't know, all WNBA players fly commercial. But no mask mandates, apparently. It hey, just left a time
0: quick, time quick. To... The mask mandate for air, airplanes uh, maybe two weeks ago. So I remember seeing, like, on I think it was Twitter, seeing, like, the videos of people, like, once they got the announcement, they announced on the plane, like, oh, the mask mandate has been lifted, there's no longer needed. People just taking their mask off right there. And... It's just, (laughs) it's it's many layers to this. It's, it's, you know, the WNBA can't afford to do private planes for their, you know, 15, 12 women rosters. And now that everyone's like, oh, you know, free to not wear the mask. And still we have the same situation of not getting any type of precaution for the shot if you're not gonna wear the mask. Uh, I mean for for COVID or you know, not getting shot or whatever, but it's it's it just sucks that that's how this happens. Like I'm sure with sports you have to take so many precautions to not get it. To, you know, you take your testing and some some require vaccinations and to now get it because your your team can't fly on their own plane it's like oh the irony in that is hilarious to me but it's unfortunate um COVID is still real COVID is still out here so we have to uh really get a handle on this before we let everybody just fly whatever yeah one of the major things though
1: is that you want to protect your players because the players are basically your brand you know and if they're not protected as they can be
0: you know what can you do Damaging in the brand at that point and Brianna Stewart wasn't able to play today and you had you know it's unfortunate because Storm needed her today and she's one of the best players in the league and you didn't get to see her because of unfortunately because of COVID but also it seems that you know because of the plane it's, it's like like I said, I'm they. The WNBA has been on top of the COVID protocols for since the beginning of, of widespread COVID around the world, and to hear this being the downfall is like, come on, dog. <laughs> it, it just is like, man, what do you do?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a lot, and. It's tough. It's a it's a very complicated situation because you know, like you were saying, the you can only you can only build your brand or your organization as much profit that you're getting, basically. And if you're not getting any more profit, that's not more you can really do. But I will say this: the NB the WNBA they did recently receive about. They they recently announced that they raised 75 million dollars in new investment capital. They recently announced that. So, and they're mostly using it to really grow the league. They keep saying, "Yeah, we really want to grow the league," which is admirable. As they should, they should get the brand out there, get more aware of it, right? So, hoping you draw in more fans to your product. However. Like I said, if you don't protect the players, I mean, I'm not going to be very interested in your product. Like, I want to see Brianna Stewart out there. I want to see Natasha Cloud out there. I want to see all your other star players out there. Okay? So you got to do your best to protect the players first. Okay? Without the players, I'm not watching your game, so... Hopefully they keep that in mind. I know it's, it's very it's very complicated. It's not easy to solve. It's really not. Yeah. We, we both get that. It's not easy to solve that. But, you know. Just, yeah. just yeah. See, see what happens, man. It's just another effect of, you know, basically inequality. But, you know, there's just so much you can do. Yeah, for sure. There's only so much you can do. But yeah hopefully they at least figure out something in the meantime what are some solutions for now I, all that the only thing i can think of is require mass mandates for them i guess the organizations can still initiate mandates on their own i mean even if you fly commercials, just make sure the players do wear masks and make sure they all have mask mandates I guess. That's one thing. And it's just like do your best to protect yourself. That's all that I can think of. I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't I have a I have an immediate solution, but definitely uh I don't know. I put on the honors. I I get it there's not a lot of there's not the same amount of profit when it comes to the WNBA but owners gotta band together and make something happen to me it's like I don't know I, I, and this is just me assuming but if you're an owner of a team you have a substantial amount of income net worth so you should be able to find some resources, get a private plane, maybe. But we did just have that case a couple weeks ago. (laughs) So it's, I don't know, it's it's nothing that I can really offer right now. I just hope that, you know, I'm gonna keep supporting regardless. But we, you know, safety is is the biggest thing, especially in this uh, day and age with so much going on with with this
1: COVID stuff so yeah that is the biggest thing I agree with you yeah we'll see I agree with you they I'm sure they have some type of networking they can figure out I don't know just do do better just do yeah. better I don't just do better that's all we say all right on to some more recent NBA news uh so we talked last week Phil Jackson is advising the Lakers on their head coaching search right
0: mm.
1: all right through conversations bill bill Plaskey, he is a, a well-known writer of the LA Times been following the Lakers for years years okay he put out he put out there about that <laughs> Phil is apparently suggesting to Trey LeBron and to make Russell Westbrook fit in LA. Alright. he. this is very very interesting because I want to remind you that some years ago Phil mm-hmm. got in trouble with LeBron. Called LeBron and his posse. <laughs> you remember that? He called him and his posse, bro. And that's no, that, that, that's,
0: that's a, not a, not a people about like the Lebron the posse. Let me, let me hear this. again. I got. I need a refresher.
1: <laughs> that's what he did, bro. And he and people came at him because yo, it's like you were being stereotypical, and you know, it was it was bad. It was a bad look on Phil. They already don't meet, so this gives you an insight to saying like, hey. They already don't see eye to eye, so maybe you don't want LeBron there. But the fact that he made this suggestion—I mean, Phil—maybe he wants him to run the triangle offense, and so you gotta have a guard that can. I don't know, but to me, Russ is like—he's <laughs> like LeBron light. I mean, he does—he can drive and kick, but LeBron can do that way better. So wouldn't you rather have LeBron in there? And I, I love Russell Westbrook. He's one of my favorite players. What? But yeah. I wouldn't trade LeBron first <laughs> to keep Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> what's well, no offense to Russell, but what's your reaction <laughs> to that, man? That's
0: That's crazy. Okay. Phil, are you taking your meds? What's going on? Because why would you trade LeBron? And it's not. And this is no slight, no disrespect to Russell Westbrook by any means. You said you'll, you'll trade Russell. I mean, you'll trade LeBron and then build around Russell. Did he not just watch the season? Like, why would you trade the best? It's not the best. One of the best. Players in the league. Just the idea. I've, I've never. And how many years has LeBron been in the league? Coming up on. Man,
1: I don't know. 20 to, years. 20 song, almost. That man about to be. He's going to be 40 years old playing the league, man. I'm telling you. he He's at least 20
0: years in. Oh, yeah. He's about to be in year 20 next year. And. How many times have we heard about oh let's trade for let's trade LeBron for this guy. We've never if ever like realistically we've never heard that. And in year 19 what did he just do average 30. What did Russell Westbrook do? No disrespect and this was an, an anomaly year for him. But what did Russell Westbrook do? Maybe. Not his normal he wasn't Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, man. That's all. So I he, can he, say. Was, he was a shell of the Russell Westbrook that we know him to be. And he'll be better, I hope. And I'm looking forward to seeing him be better. But there is no way. I, I'm I'm have to be like, Phil, thank you for your time. But we're gonna we're gonna look and use our brains because there's no way. <laughs> there's no way I'm looking to trade LeBron. And, and build, Not, it's, it's, the thing is that it's not like, okay, you, we've talked about scenarios, trade LeBron, right? But it's the fact that he said, I'm going to trade LeBron, and then I'm going to deal around, not Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. Okay. All right. Sir, you have a good day. We're going to get back to the, you know, real world in Los Angeles here and figure this out. I... <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! My main
1: thing is this, bro. You will build a roster around LeBron the same way you'll build around Russell Westbrook. You need shooters, space to floor three D guys. But instead of LeBron, you want Russell in that spot, though. After the season he just had, like you said, Field is just. Uh, I feel like this is like more of a personal thing. He don't like LeBron. LeBron don't like him. I'd rather have him out of L.A. Probably. But the thing is, Phil has a lot of clout. You know, cool. he, has this, he has a lot of say with uh, the Genie. And I, I hope this is why this is the whole issue. This just shows you how disorganized it is at the top. Genie should just get rid of everybody in the front office. She should try to somehow get a GM that knows what they're doing. And let the GM do what they need to do. Um, Bill Simmons and them suggested that they try to get Sam Presti. Sam Presti is a guy. If y'all don't know, Sam Presti is a GM of OKC. Uh, Sam Presti is a guy that can definitely identify talent because you definitely have to build talent through the draft. It's hard because LA is such a nice market, but you can't get anyone... But cute. Yeah. They don't have any
0: picks. I They've know. So much to get who they have, and now that's it. It's it's stuck. <laughs> but the answer is not trading LeBron. And it's I, I think you're right when we talk about the leadership. Rob Palenka is the president, right? So why isn't he making this type of decision? Why isn't he? Why do you have to consult with and? It's, it's, it's so weird because I get it. It's Phil Jackson, and he's won championships there. He's he, was, he had great years, and there's history, but he doesn't hold the actual position. When he did hold the position last as a president or executive in, in, in the league, it didn't go so well. And if anything, I feel like you should... Like you said, give give them either work with who you have or get somebody who can do the job. But going to Phil Jackson isn't isn't making much sense in in the least bit to me, at least. But I, I did not want Phil Jackson in my
1: front office, man. And I, he doesn't have the best no, track record no. in the front office. He does not. Now, coaching as a coach, maybe, maybe so. Yeah, coaching yeah we talked about this coaching yeah fine front office stuff no you you sir have not been effective in identifying talent. i'll give you credit for christoph's resilience but don't you think that since no one knew about him you could have got him later in the draft <laughs> nobody knew him i feel like you probably could have got him like in the second round or something like that you will not use the first round pick on that you could have used got it, used it for someone else, and then get Chris Kristaps later. I mean, Mm-mm. no one heard of Kristaps Porzingis. Nobody. I mean, but still, even with that decision, it could have been done better. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, Phil, Phil, I don't know, bro. I, and I love us, bro. One of my favorite players, but I wouldn't trade LeBron over him. <laughs> I'll trade AD first. I, I said that. I would trade AD for some assets Because he's not available to me
0: Yeah yeah, That's the I only mean, reason I would is. trade AD And
1: he's one of the more pieces you can get something Mac for
0: So Yeah Yeah but We'll see how this Lakers thing goes It's, it's gonna be Interesting to watch over this Off season for them Because I have no idea But Phil Jackson isn't it I'm sorry It's just like Like I'm Not gonna cut
1: it But guess what He ain't going nowhere He ain't going nowhere though Lakers Fans I don't know what y'all gonna do
0: Mm, The Lake show is canceled At least for You know A few months
1: (laughs) But we'll see We'll see Uh, Next piece NBA news There were some awards Now Announced uh, This week You know First of all, Coach of the Year. This award goes to the coach that normally has the best team, best record, best like competes the best, you know, things like that. And the winner of the Coach of the Year this year is Monty Williams. Well deserved. Well deserved, well
0: deserved. Oh,
1: yeah. I really like Monty Williams. He went through so much. You know, if you're a fan, you probably know Monty Story. He lost his wife a couple years ago when he was an assistant coach for OKC. You know, he, he's a really, really great man from all accounts. Everyone waves about him, so he definitely deserves this. He took a Phoenix Suns franchise that no one really thought about and helped change their culture to a winning culture. And Monty is a lot behind that. He is self-reflective. He is accountable. He's a player's coach. Yeah, Lakers. You could get this man. I would get this man as your coach if you could, but you can't because you're too late. But yeah, shout out to Monty Williams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, No argument from any of that. Uh, Monty Williams very, very much so deserved the uh, Coach of the Year. Phoenix has been number one team in the league has two seasons now, and to some to be to shed some light on his. You know, just the Suns' journey at least, just in recent years, when he first became the Suns' head coach in uh, 2019, 2020 season, I want to say, uh, you know, the Suns it was this is pre Chris Paul, and a lot of people give it give Chris Paul the credit, but Money Williams helped, like you said, change that culture, change that team around. A, a, a it was a, a big part of their change was due to him. So for, like, the second half, of and obviously 2020 was the season of when COVID struck and everything. So going from, you know, years of not being – of making, making the playoffs and then going into the 2020 bubble, winning every single game that they played in the bubble. But, you know, they were so far behind. Like, he started changing that culture before Chris Paul got there. And if they would have – had maybe a a more regular season because of COVID, they could probably could have made a slight playoff push even then before Chris Paul. And then Chris Paul came and, you know, him and Money had history in, in New Orleans. And now you're just seeing the like you say, he's a players coach. He jails well. He makes the adjustments. He listens to his guys and as a result, you get a guy like Chris Paul, you get the rising star in Devin Booker, Hungry, DeAndre Aiden, um, all these other pieces like Jay Crowder and, and the defensive wizardry of Mikhail Bridges. And you see the you know the results. They're number one team, still, you know, just made a, a finals run, still in the playoffs right now. So uh just, it's just a big testament to his work, and I'm, I'm glad to see that he won it. For Sure, so shout out to coach uh money Williams, shout
1: out to the Suns, yeah. No place other running ups for the reward were Taylor Jenkins of the Grizzlies. You know, I wouldn't no shade if he would have won either. And uh, there are plenty of coaches too. I think JB Bickerstaff, just what he did with the Clavaliers, I think he was also uh in the race, but yeah, I would rather have money Williams to me. I thought he could have won last year. But I'm glad this year it was his time. It's about time he got the award. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to Money Williams. Now, another award was announced this week. Everybody kind of knew who it was. We were just kind of hoping maybe it wasn't true. But we were wrong. And Nicole Jokic <laughs> is your MVP.
0: That's that uh... way.
1: Back-to-back, back-to-back, back-to-back MVP, by the way.
0: Back-to-back?
1: Back. That's the that's a, that's a thing here, man. He He's back-to-back. Back. Hey, you want to go first?
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. All
1: right, cool, 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 cool. All right, this is the thing, man. He's a back-to-back MVP. You don't hear about back-to-back MVPs unless you're talking about the greats of the greats, man. We're talking about Steph, LeBron, the greats of the greats. When I think of Nikola Jokic, I don't even think he's the best center in the league. I don't think he's the best center in the league. He's one of the best, yeah. But is he the best though? I, I, okay, let me let me ask you: Is he the he's he the best big man in the league right now? Mm, if Joel Embiid is healthy, then no. That's what I'm saying. So, like, say you do a draft, right? One of the mm-hmm. first centers you're drafting is like, I think you will draft Joel Embiid. Now you can argue. Now Jokic should arguably be second for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: But but let's expand that to front court. You know. And mm-hmm. i uh, doing. If I'm picking front court, I mean, you got plenty more players then, right? Got, yeah. these are players that can play the power four or the center, right? Yeah. Nah, some means LeBron's in there. He can play Power Force Center if he wants to. He can play all positions, basically. Kevin um, Durant. Uh Jason Tatum. Uh Giannis. Uh I mean I ain't say Joel yet. I, and then I'm getting to Nicola. I mean I I'm just saying. Yeah. The then the fact that he okay. A lot of this has to do with analytics, apparently. I, and Jokic yeah. had a great season though He he had a great season this year though Yeah yeah, of course The yeah, first sure. player in NBA history to have I forgot again But so many thousand points 500 assists and 500 something I forgot Sorry that's that's bad on my part <laughs> not, For being a basketball head But not remembering the exact thing But he was the first in that in NBA history to ever do that though So I give him props for that but that's a bad though. And I mean, I really, who, who was your MVP?
0: Oh, Joel Embiid. Okay. It was Joel Embiid. And I'm not even saying that Jokic didn't deserve it because for the longest, it had been him and Joel, like as the, you know, top two running at it for like the later half of the season. Um, I mean, when he won it last year, I was like, okay. Because the stuff he can do at his size and really, like, the lack of athleticism, but, you know, his ability to control the game is, like, impressive for sure. Like, one of the best. But this year, I just felt that... Joel Embiid was just so dominant, and it was it was weird because the the two leading candidates were centers, and it's, it hadn't been you know it had uh, we hadn't seen centers be having having the spotlight like this in a while. Um, but Joel Embiid was just so dominant to me this this season, like with his scoring, and Jokic, you know, he can impose as well too. He can I I think he averaged like 25, 26. 12, you know, and, and the assists are, are where he's like different from pretty much everyone else. But I didn't think that he was his team was kind of mid to me with their where they ended up in the playoff ranking. Um it really we didn't really I don't think anyone really expected them to go far in the playoffs. And it's not, you know, it's not on Jokic for that. I'm not saying that's his fault. But when I look at what he was able to do, it was like kind of like what he had done before in the same season. And i say it was great what he does, but I feel like Joel Embiid was on a different level. And I feel like he should have gotten it. But I, it's still it's, it's no slight, no disrespect to Nikola Jokic because he's he if not the if he's not the best center, he's the second best center, you know, in the league to me. And I would pick him like he'll be my second choice is, if I had if I had a healthy Joel me I'm picking a B. but if Jokic is, is a great second
1: to me and to me too no knock on his skill he's definitely one of the most skilled centers an amazing passer he can shoot yeah. he can uh, he can do it all he, I mean, got, he can do it all he got some inside game as well he can do it yeah. all for sure and he's and the fact about where he was drafted into where he is now that says a lot about him uh, so have a lot of respect for him. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the good thing to know is this: they're now he's not going to be MVP ever again. Most most of the time, once you get back to back, retire of you, we're going to look we're going to look for somebody else, unless you just do something where we just can't ignore you. You know. But I feel like we're not going to have to worry about this for a while. I mean, even Steve Nash got back to back MVPs. So. Yeah, it is what it is, you know. It is what it is, but I don't consider when you say it back to back. I, I consider more that I guess that Steve Nash tier than like a tier of like Steph. Because Steph is like, yeah, LeBron is like, yeah, Nicola, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no disrespect to him, though. It's like, <laughs> just not, he's not there yet. I mean, if he does, he's just not there yet. I, I think mean, he can be. He can potentially get there. I just need him to just
0: Yeah. I mean it's certain
1: uh, it's it's just certain a interest. certain
0: player said that it's it's no, you know, very deserving that he got he was very deserving of the award, but it's also about who the media likes for that year. And I, I'm kinda understanding now that it's more so of that that plays a big part in today's award process. So
1: it does, because cause they vote. It's the media that votes it. I don't know. And that's that's another conversation we can have one day about what could they do. Because the players aren't the best voters either, honestly. You can look into the All-Star game for that. You know? <laughs> like How do you not vote for LeBron or KD? Because I mean, they first allowed players to vote. Like a, a like a few hundred did not vote for LeBron, and a hundred or so did not vote for KD When you know they should have got in, you know. So it's 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 I don't know. but you had to have that discussion one day for sure. All yeah. right, but Jokic, shout out to you, sir. Glad you got MVP. I don't think you'll get it again if he if he gets it again somehow. i I'll, I'll, I'll I'm I'm gonna be just surprised, and I'll be like okay we'll see we'll see he takes his game up another level maybe for sure alright now let's get into the playoffs and some ramifications of some of the games that we saw okay oh,
0: yeah.
1: first let's get into we had some series that ended All Right. let's talk about oh, the first one the first one sorry the Grizzlies are now gone. The Warriors won the series 3-2. to two. All Right? I think we both predicted... No? No? No, I'll let you have the floor first. I forgot. Go <laughs> first, Mr. Grizzlies in seven. Whatever you said. I, you go, I you go I ahead.
0: Chose... In fairness, I, I didn't expect a John Morant season-ending injury. But... um. I'm proud of the Memphis Grizzlies because they fought, fought it out. You know, they were down 3-1. They made it, you know, 3-2 and, and, I mean, 4-2. Held it down and had a big, big win in Golden State. Um, No, I mean, it was in Memphis, I can't remember. But they had a big win without Ja. We're up by 55 at one point, but Ultimately, um, once Joe went down, we both kind of knew it was just that the heart and engine of the team isn't there. It's not going to be the same. But um, Clay Thompson was big. He had a vintage game. Um, I'm not sure if you saw his, the tweets or his IG story, but um, <laughs> he had an interesting post. If you didn't see it, go check it out. He said, you know, um, what was it? Paris by Kanye and uh, Jay-Z there's a line in the song where uh, Jay-Z says I could go Michael Tyson Jordan game 6 so he had those fixtures like set up it was it was it was dope and I was like well Clay Thompson has historically been on point in game 6 so uh, shout out to him and shout out to the Warriors for moving on and
1: Looks like the Warriors are back. Yeah. You can't predict uh, John Moran getting injured, but you still have the audacity to pick Grizzlies over the Warriors. I still don't understand. But you got to go against you know, the Warriors. I, I get it. I, I guess I get it, man. But, of course, the Warriors won. And I was surprised it got blown out in game five. I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. How you get blown out? Uh, Mike Brown, sir. How you get hired by the Kings? It's not all right. <laughs> no, hold on, man. Mike Brown, sir. How you get hired by the Kings, man? You, you make the Kings look bad. I mean, the Kings make themselves look bad already, but you don't have to, do, <laughs> you don't have to make it. You don't have to help them make them look bad. You just got hired. <laughs> don't get fired <laughs> on the same day, man. <laughs> Charles Barkley was talking about this, man. All right, don't get fired. Right. I mean, to get blown out bro. The game you should have won I mean, blown out The lead was by 50 Without Ja get. Morant on the ground Ja Morant was not even on the floor No, Up by 50-something, man I was like, wow. I can't believe this <laughs>
0: the, fact, the fact that he just got the job As the head coach it's, It would be so wild To see if the team was like, we got to for this because how you get blown out by 55 without the star player? And it's, it, it would be hilarious to see somebody get fired or like they're offering a change because of not even getting, you ain't even made touch the soil in Sacramento. But this result was like, nope, we got to make it. <laughs> we got to do something else. Yo, That yeah, would it, be hilarious. It it's a curse hilarious.
1: organization, man. Because he got hired by the Kings. The stain of the Kings got on Mike Brown somehow overnight, and it just caused Kings him to the, it, it, the it Warriors to the Warriors. Yeah, it got into the Warriors locker room somehow, bro. You still the main thing is that you still have Steph Clay and Draymond. I mean, your team is fully really healthy for the most part, and you and you lose like that <laughs> to a team where no, no. I mean, shout out to the Grizzlies though; they still got they got some dogs in the squad. Jaron Jackson Jr. came to life in that game. Uh, it was some a lot of their players stepped up in John's absence, but we should not be down by fifty-some to that team without their franchise player. No excuses. Them, player. And, 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 and the fact and the fact that I was like, if they lose again. He probably fired (laughs) Like for real Like any type of loss I don't care if it's a close Or if it's a blowout If they lose again I was like Mike You're about to be I don't know And we may see him coach again I don't know when Steve Kerber Be out of those Health and safety protocols We'll see You know COVID can linger And you have to do Quarantine You have to pass These different checks and Stages He may be coaching again Sir You better be on point (laughs) That's all I have to say and the, like the next team we are gonna play is now gonna be the Grizzlies. They'll have their franchise player, whether it's the Suns or the Mavs. They're gonna have their franchise player, so he needs to be ready.
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. All right, I'm done. But the <laughs> Warriors, man. No, that's funny, though. All right, that's that's, that's funny. But uh, so since the Grizzlies lost, uh, I want to talk about Ja Morant. Since Ja did get hurt, like we said, you know it's hard to ignore the fact that it seems like they play a little bit better without Ja. Remember, their record without Ja is a higher percentage than with him.
0: Mm. He it's, didn't a miss higher, him. it's a
1: higher percentage. Uh, I think partly it's because of the defense. I yeah. think that's part of it. They they can actually play some solid defense. and I'm not saying you don't I don't know. It's, it's, just, a, it's just a question. This raises a question. Because you do have John Morant, who was a player that got hurt multiple times this season now. He wasn't available for you in a key part of the playoffs. Just, you no, know, I don't think he was just injured by that grab from Jordan Poole. I think a lot of people are now conceding to the fact that he probably got hurt on the previous play. Mm-hmm. Right? Before that. So, and that is a player who is... Extremely athletic, who relies on his knees and his physicality and his athleticism. And those things do fade, and we see him going through these injuries already. And the one thing that a lot of people have in mind as an NBA fan is Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, at this point, in his career was arguably definitely better than Ja at this point because he won MVP. You know? Derrick Rose, like one of the youngest MVPs ever, man, and he was super athletic. Game was similar to Ja. He would. The thing about Derrick Rose, too, how he landed, you know, and, and Ja, he's like, it's like how he's landing. It's so, important. with all these things in mind, do you think the Grizzlies should continue to build around Morant or? Like options?
0: Uh, I think that Jaws is, uh, ja is an extreme talent. And yeah, ever since Derek Rose, when you see guys like that, that are this athletic, just crazy, vertical, and speed, agility, all this stuff, it's always concerning to me because I feel like if, you know, any awkward landing, anything, you know, a slight whatever damage to that muscle is like, oh, it's going to change them completely. I always worry about guys like that. But, um, you know, the medical staff and everything is a, and procedures, stuff like that has advanced a lot more in the past few years since, since you know, big injuries like Derrick Rose's. But, uh. I don't think that they should not build around him. I think that Jafar for one, is going to be getting better. Um, and I, I'm praying that he you know, comes back healthy and still being able to do everything he's been doing so far. But it does look kind of weird when he's out and they have been so successful without him. Um, I think what it does is just add a different mindset because these guys know that they're now like you know pretty much their best guy, and then two, the matchups are a little bit are a little bit different, and there's a different style of defense because even though Jaw's you know Jaw's a great player, but he's not exactly uh, just great defender. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's not by any means like. What I'm looking, I'm not looking for him to get the you know toughest assignment of the night and and give me a bunch of stops. I'm hoping that he you know does his part, but I'm not looking for much. But I feel like Memphis thrived in it because of guys like Jeremy Jackson Jr. protecting the rim, and then you put in you know Brooks on the on the perimeter, um, Tyus Jones who was solid. He's still a smaller guard, but you know it's just an effort stat, and they. They make that adjustment when he's not in the game is a little bit easier, um, but no, I, I would I would definitely still try to build around him and try to, you know, just make sure I construct a lot of players that complement him still because on the defensive end at least to you know make up for his lack thereof. Yeah, I wish there was
1: a way for them just to better fit him. And to that, and remember, they blew out the Warriors. They scored like a hundred, almost thirty something, without Ja Morant. If there's any way you can include Ja into that type of offense, maybe they should just involve him more in the offense. Maybe just more ball movement. I mean, Ja does pass the ball. He gets triple doubles sometimes. He can be a triple double threat. But it's different when you're more involved with the offense, like getting off all screens and you know. You're not on the ball so much. You're more involved, has so some picks, and you know maybe involve him a little bit more in the offense to get, you know, to bring that into it. Because there are gonna be times when you have to go ISO, be like Jack, go give me a bucket. But other than that, to is there somehow you can mend and meld those two things together? Weld those two things together, man. It'll be so awesome. Yep. So yeah.
0: I think yeah, that's yeah. the thing they just have a more free flowing offense cuz Jai is a heavy usage rate type player but um you can't deny what he does on the floor it's just that it's more of a balanced attack when it comes to not having you know, having him on the floor but yeah I mean I think Taylor Jenkins has done a good job and he'll figure out a way and Jai's going to you know I have no doubts that he's going to, you know, still work on his game and get better year by year because he's had major growth. He just won most improved Player still, even with all the games that he missed, um, average 27, 28 this year. So he's going to be good. They'll be fine. They're young. They got time.
1: Yeah, they got time. Yeah, I believe. I agree with you. Uh, They should definitely keep him. Just try to figure out some way to make it work. Alright. On to another game that <clears throat> ended. Alright. If we you were both right, <clears throat> we were definitely right okay. about the series. Shout out to your heat. Y'all won the series for two, right? Y'all won in game six. In Philly's house. I'm gonna let you out the floor, man. How you feel about your heat?
0: Just taking care of business, man. Um, <laughs> over Tobias Harris. Over me. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that's all I got to say. That's, that's all we needed. But <laughs> shout out to Jimmy. Big Face Coffee. We out here. Um, good win. And I'm, I'm glad to see us getting on to the conference finals back again. Got to go get that gold. But, yeah. Um, Philly has some issues that they're gonna have to face. Um it's, the simplest thing is that Joel and B just needs to, you know, get some rest now and heal up. That's that's the biggest thing. And then two, so much with harden and rivers and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yep,
1: yeah, yep. Stay right though. Stay right there. Before, before, uh, we not gonna to be honest with y'all. We ain't gonna talk about the Heat this much in this segment, bro. Like, sad to the Heat. We knew they win. They met our expectations. It's the fact that the Sixers let us down so much. My reaction to Game Six is this, man. That effort was trash. Yeah, y'all at home. Where's the effort? I mean. All right. some of the players tried a little bit, okay? They tried, but I think it's just a lack of effort from Harden in particular, okay? And that this brings up to uh, like another point. Harden was terrible. This is what we mean by effort. Harden had 11 points in the first half.
0: Mhm.
1: He only took two shots in the second half. One shot in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> this This is unfathomable man Like this is Ridiculous So it leads to the question Okay we talked about this a little bit last week Like would you offer Hard and mass contract extension Now based on his performance After game 6 I almost want to cuss man I'll be like no What do you think you're doing Oh, no, no I'm not giving you a contract mm-hmm. you were trash mm-hmm. I mean it's just a lack of effort. I mean Joel was hurt,
0: man. I I'll excuse him. Joel battle. I mean, I, I was like, when he kept getting hit in the face, I was like, ah, I just want him to just just go just go rest, man. It's it's not it's you did your you you did everything you could, literally. And that's all you guys from your your best player who's dealing with literally a broken face. And a, and a torn ligament in his thumb, so he's he was out there battling, man. But um, he said it. Joel said it too. James Harden. Everyone expected the Houston James Harden, but he's not that guy anymore. He's more of a playmaker, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, man. Like, how are you how are you supposed to be the number two guy and you? He had a decent first half in that game, 11 points. I think he was like four or six from the field. So I'm like, oh, okay. He's, you know, he seems like he got it going. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Not running back on defense, turning the ball over. It was just like, and I like James Harden. Like, I, I well, previous versions of him at least. And it's it's disappointing to, you know, see that type of non non-effort. You know what I mean? Like, guys... Some guys thrive off of effort and you thrive as a superstar because of who we know you to be or once you what you once were and, and now we can't get you to you know run back on defense. And I'm not you're not even a defensive guy, but you you're taking no shots and virtually no shots compared to what you used to do in the second half. And then two, you don't make the slightest effort. Your team is like, your your best guy is out here working his butt off, broken face, torn ligament in the thumb. and I I mean, like still taking care of business. And you just on the other hand, like, if you're injured, that would be one thing. But as far as we know, you're coming off of injury and you're supposed to be getting better. But you look as if he's... We are, I told you about this. He he the hadn't looked the same with his separation. He started to get some, but he still isn't hitting shots like that. I don't know. James Harden is, the, but yeah, no way, no way he's getting a max contract. Now he's not getting that type of money. I w- I wouldn't. There's there's. I'm like I'll I'll to me, and based on his performance, I'll give him one year. I'm gonna be like, all right, if you. Are still what you claim to be, or trying to get this money like you are that? This is your year to like show us that you still can be an MVP caliber player because this is not what anyone in Philly was like hoping for. I was seeing tweets about once Ben Simmons comes out of the place next year, sure he'll prove that he, that Philly uh, lost the trade. I'm like, oh, God. But, yeah, James Harden was very disappointed. Um pretty much this entire time, this entire season in uh Philly. He was better to me he was better in Brooklyn this year, and he wasn't even the same player still. But that's it's, all I can. It's it's crazy,
1: man. You go from one player who wouldn't shoot <laughs> to to another player who's James Harden, who's known for shooting, don't shoot. <laughs> I mean, it's. The, I, did the, I mean, there were some rumblings about Harden was hurt, but thing is, I don't care. It's the effort. It's the effort, man. You only take two shots, two shots. At least go down shooting, right? At least go down trying. You turn the ball over, man. You jogging back. You turn the ball over, and you don't do anything on defense. If I turn the ball over, man, I'm hustling back because I, I messed up. I'm gonna try my best to fix it. You know? Or at least show, show some emotion. You're mad. Some people foul after they get a the turnover, right? Show some emotion. So something. It was dead. It was it was it was it was so bad, man. It it was terrible. It was trash, man. You had Russ got a bad season. James Harden looking like himself. Man. Let's let's go ahead and uh, see how we we'll see what KD looking like. <laughs> Dude, it's like these OKC guys ain't they ain't looking good, man. But back KD to Harden. He didn't have
0: the best playoffs this year
1: either. Right, he, KD not have the best, but he KD got swept. <laughs> Couldn't win the game. Like it's a lot. But I am not giving Harden an extension. No way, sir. I would. That's going too far. I will about to say, I'll sign you to a minimum, but that's going too far. <laughs> that's going too far. That's just my reaction. That's just my immediate reaction to how trash he played. It, it was disgusting. Watching that game, I was literally disgusted watching that game. To show no effort, of course the fans are going to walk out. I would have walked out too. I mean, it's... Poor Philly fans, man. Poor Philly fans. Go from Ben Simmons to this miss. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, man. You you it probably weird. had a they probably had a better chance keeping what they had. Ain't that crazy? They probably had a better chance keeping what they had. Imagine they had South Curry instead.
0: Yeah. Maybe at least he was yeah.
1: shooting. I mean, dang. Come on. Oh. It's terrible, oh. man. Oh. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm done, man. But but that leads us to, to have another conversation about someone else who definitely deserves part of the blame here. Oh, Doc Rivers, man, Doc, <laughs> Doc. I'm my speech is about Doc, bro. He he, you were okay. This is why I, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit torn about Doc, man. He it's his conferences it's his press conferences after the fact man like okay so after the game he he goes after before talking about his job security right and he, he's talking about like oh what I got here there, there are no I'm paraphrasing of course there is no expectation for us to be where we yet, you know I brought us here no one said we get here I got us here but I'm like sir Sorry. Excuse me for expecting you to be here. I mean, you got Joel and B, who's playing lights out like MVP candidate. You guys are up there in the standings, so of course I'ma think y'all going to be there, right? Think about last season when you got there. You were brought, you were literally brought in because you were expected to take them to another level, right? Their previous coach, they got them to the playoffs. Their previous coach even got them to an Eastern Conference Finals. We just, they, I believe you were hired so you can get them to the finals. That's only fair. So you did have the expectation to get to a championship. So don't, don't, don't play that game with us. We, that's why you were brought in. That's why I'm like, that's why I was a little upset about Doc Rivers in that point. But is his job secure in Philly?
0: They're worried. They want to bring him back. Right. Uh, to address your... To talk about the press conferences and, you know, hearing him talk about, like, when I got here and also paraphrasing, there were no expectations. Yes, there were. Of course there's expectations. You're, you're Doc Rivers. You're supposed to be one of the top coaches of all time. You're a former coach of the year. you won a championship. What do you think you're there for? You think you think you're the rebuild? No, you got Joel Embiid. Well, when you started, you had Joel Embiid, B, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and the team was already going, you know, making the playoffs. So you they expect you to elevate that. So no, I don't yeah, I don't get the nobody expected this from us. Like, yeah, they expected something from you because just a couple of years ago, you only you've been there two years now. Also, it's not like you started from, you know, 10 years ago and now it's finally like coming together. No, like they already had been kind of established of like, oh, we, we're we in the playoffs. We're pretty good. We're like fourth in the East. So no, there's there's an expectation there. And then his job security, it's, it's on a, one end, I think it's unfair. If he were to lose his job, because he, I think, it, I don't think it's a lack of effort on like coaching, you know, trying to get these guys to like commit and play is what he's there for. But I just think that they kind of gave up in that last game and there was no effort overall, obviously from James Harden. But, you know, the team as a whole just. Gas and we're like that's it we don't have anything else in the tank so we're we're done um so that's not fair to him but it's i think i've told you this before man. doc rivers is just since 2008 no championship right and then pretty much the past 10 years has just been middle of the pack get to the semifinals that's it if that, and at this point, I feel like he's moved so much. I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on Doc Rivers, but I'm I'm I am i i I'm not advocating for you know him to be fired or lose his job. I think he's just kind of in a, a middle of the pack, kind of mid as a coach right now.
1: Yeah, and to be fair. He did have to deal with that Ben Simmons situation, too. And for the most part, I thought he handled it pretty well. And that has a lot to deal with because there's a lot of outside noise with the questions about Ben constantly. You know, the questions in the locker room as well. Like, is Ben actually going to play, you know, and to get your team to a point where you're doing well without Ben Simmons. I give him credit for that. I do.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's just... The lack of accountability, I guess. Really, I mean, I guess you can make the argument that if they don't have Ben Simmons, that Philly wasn't going to go anywhere. But his comments imp- imply that before he got there, that they there were no expectations. That's not true, and it's just the comments that we have issues with right now, and. It's his track record is not looking good it's been years since he won a championship with, Celt- with the Celtics years dang near. it's definitely been at least a decade right at least a decade since then yeah. so I don't know and this is the same guy that the Lakers are holding out hope for too and if I'm the Lakers I don't even know if I'm looking at Doc Rivers I mean, sure, the players may respect them maybe, but I'd rather have someone else than Doc Rivers. I mean, I think I'd prefer to have Monty Williams. I would rather have. Um, I mean, Doka looking pretty good so far, but I don't know. But at least, I mean, they got there are a lot of good coaches out here. I think they just need to do some more research to figure out who can be a good coach. It looks like these good these assistant coaches are doing really well. Michael like Doka was an assistant coach and he's doing great. Willie Green was once an assistant coach. Phenomenal job with the Pelicans right now. So I don't know, Doc. Even though even though Daryl Morey said they'll keep Doc. I don't know. I'll I be like just waiting to see. I don't think his job is secure. I don't think he's secure. Uh, Even though, despite the dramatic season they had, I would not be surprised if he got fired. And if he does get fired, it's just... Man, getting fired from another team. And just... uh, Dang. It'll it'll be tough if he gets fired from Philly. Because there were high hopes when he first got hired there. I mean, I was very hopeful for them, too. You know? It's just... I don't know. It's tough. It's tough.
0: We'll see. Um, I mean, I'm just going off what I've heard and, and seen, but, yeah, I don't doubt that his job is up in the air. So, yeah, I mean, the, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. despite what Darren Morris says, I don't care. I think is, his job is definitely up in the air. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see what happens. Now it's getting too... <laughs> The games that are going to come on tomorrow, man. All right, so first first up, let's talk about the Bucks and the Celtics, man. The Celtics tie the series. Jason Taylor yeah. went off. Now we got a 3-3 series tie. First, we're going to give our reactions to game six. And we're going to predict who's going to win game seven. So but what's your reaction to game six?
0: Jason Tatum said, it's Friday, the 13th, Jason has to go out here and, you know, do do his thing. Man, he, he was, he was killing them with, with jumpers. I mean, stroke, just pure. I was like, man, this dude, this, he's, he's really emerging as a, as a superstar right now. Um, I always like him, you know, since his, since coming into the league, he's always made deep playoff runs. I was playing with confidence, but now I feel like he's just really putting, you know, getting that takeover mode for real. Um, clutch performance, clutch, clutch shot after clutch shot. Uh, shout out to him, Jalen Brown doing his thing. Marcus Smart made up for his mist- mistakes in that last game, big time. Um, and on the other side, I see now, you know, Giannis had a monster game, but. They are – Chris Middleton is important. I I think I didn't give – I don't think I gave enough credit to him because I was like, Giannis can do it. You know, Giannis can – Giannis is going to be Giannis. But at the end of the day, he needs another floor spacer because it's just right now him and Drew Holiday. Brooke Lopez hasn't been a big factor. But then the role players have not been – significant enough to really change outcome of the game if it's not in Drew or Giannis' hands and, you know, flushed on. But it was a heck of a game. Um, I was hoping that the Bucks would stay in it for a while, but that last, like, half of the fourth quarter, I was like, all right, yeah, Boston's about to just take over this one. And they did. And it's definitely a big... Big big game from Jason Tatum. I think he finished with like forty-six, almost fifty almost a fifty ball. And you know, to come out and be on the brink of elimination, you know, to force that game and and come up clutch like that is, is just a testament of the work that he's put in and I'm I'm glad to see it.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> it was definitely good to see. I, I want to say it was a back and forth battle for a second between Giannis and Jason. It was definitely good to see That's some classic playoff basketball right there. Uh, man, the Celtics were just on, and it's all because of Jason Tatum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we we're both the major of the game. Uh, Jason Tatum is definitely becoming that superstar, man. He. He is superstar now. He has reached superstar status with this game. I think it's undeniable now at this point. He is a superstar. He is a top ten player in this game. So Yeah man. Shout out to Jason Tatum. Now, <clears throat> let's get to the predictions. So, say, hey, who is winning? Game seven and advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals to face your heat.
0: Uh, oh, this is a tough one. Both both of the upcoming games are, are very tough. Um, ooh, Boston's at home. Oh, oh man, I'm oh. I don't know. Boston's
1: at, <laughs> at home.
0: Oh man, this is. This this is oh I'm lost for words right now. I really Ah this could go the way bro I, I'm Giannis is gonna have a game but is it gonna be a He he's gotta get help and I, I don't I don't see it right now. Boston's too still too good defensively to uh to deny mm, Okay Okay I'm gonna make Based on what I've seen, I got I'm gonna go Boston. I'm gonna go Boston. I, I think Boston's gonna pull it out. I, I think they're gonna get that synergy, especially after that big win in Milwaukee. Going back home, close it out. I think I think Boston advances. Um, and it's it's it it hurt for me to say because I'm like I believe in Giannis. I believe in the freak, but. Boston just is too much, and he doesn't have that substantial help. It's gonna be, it's gonna, oh, ah, that hurt. But Boston.
1: <laughs> All right, <clears throat> you guys have good reasons too. I don't blame you for picking Boston. I believe you picked them before too. You, you, uh, you, yeah, you, yeah, you were, yeah, you went with uh you went with Boston. I went with the Bucks. Mm. Yeah.
0: That
1: makes sense. Yeah, you did. So yeah, you just you he's just you just standing on your pick. That's all it that is. And uh, just like you, I'm gonna stand with my pick though. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Bucks. Okay. Yeah. Well, Giannis is definitely ready. He is gonna be on. It's gonna be a back and forth battle. I see this being a tight game. It's it's gonna come down to will. Who has the Who has more the will? All right. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, man, I, I could be wrong. I feel like someone from Boston is going to make a mistake. And oh. the person that comes to my mind oh. is Marcus Smart. <laughs> I think Marcus Smart he is going to be, he's going to make some type of terrible mistake that could potentially cost them the game. It could be recency bias based on what happened in Game 5. But That's Marcus Smart a- is a player to... he. One of the things that makes him a good defender is that he takes risks. It's either going to be something on the defensive end or the offensive end. Something's going to happen. I believe it's going to be a good competitive game. I think it all all players will step up. Milwaukee, they have a good defense as well. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be a tight battle. I think Jason Taylor will be on. I think Giannis will be on. Jalen Brown will help. I think Drew will help. Uh, they they already shown they had no fear of winning in Boston. they already yeah. shown that they had no fear of winning in Boston. So, it's weird. This has been a series that has been winning on um, – on the road, you know, it's where you see games like this in the series. So, yeah, I'm going mm. with the Bucks, man. I feel like somebody's gonna make some type of stupid mistake on the And I feel, I feel like it might be Marcus, man. You know, Marcus costing that game in Game Five, right? I think he he, he costing the game.
0: <laughs> someone uh, tweeted that Drew Holiday took Marcus Martin, with Defensive Player of the Year personal because he got. Not one, but two clutch stops at the end of the game. And I'm like... But also, I agree with you. I feel like Marcus Smart, for one, should have had the ball, like, in those moments. I get it. He's he's the point guard. But at the same time, it's like, all right, well, we need a... Sh- Boston needed shots. Not for whatever he was doing, like getting the ball up the floor or whatever. Like, give it to your main... Give it to Taylor. Give it to Taylor. But... Still, like, Drew Holiday just clutch, super clutch on the defensive end. And I feel like we don't give him enough credit as a defensive stopper. But um, I agree with you. I I feel like if if Milwaukee can capitalize on a market-smart mistake, they will, for sure. He would be... It's not the first time. Like, not, it wasn't just that game. It's, it's been – he's had a few blunders over the years for sure. But I, I think that Boston might still be able to over, overpower and conquer this series because of just the lack of help when it comes to the role players. Like, I think Yance and Drew are going to be fine. But we you have Grayson Allen show up and, and score – you know, 10, 12 points, where you have Brooke Lopez down low grabbing boards and getting those, you know, quick buckets down low or some three-corner threes. Bobby Portis, is he going to make some shots? I know he's going to give effort, but I just don't know if they have enough well of a well-balanced attack because you can, on the other side, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, who's been phenomenal. Um, Derek White has been coming off the bench being great. So they have Tice has been good. They just have a lot that they can throw at them. So that's why I have to go with Boston. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, I understand your pick. Yeah. Not, not going I'm not going against your pick. I understand every reason why you said it, but we will see what happens. And There's a I reason why is Smart.
0: Say, it's just it's just <laughs> it's just so much.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, and there's a reason why is Smart has been a key feature on Shaq and the Fool. Almost every year. <laughs> Man, he, he there's a reason why. And well I, that's just that's just my good feeling, man. We'll see what happens. So I'm going with the Bucks. You're going with the Celtics. You're you are basically sticking with our picks, so we ain't change our minds. Alright. So last topic. Alright. So the Mavericks defeated the Suns and now the series is tied three to three. Luka went off. Luka went off. I think it's safe to say that Luca has been the best player in the series for the past couple games for sure. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. So so with that being said, all right. What's your reaction to game six?
0: And then after we're done, we'll give our predictions. So what
1: is what's your reaction to game six? Luca went off. Yeah.
0: The Luca versus Devin Booker or the Luca Devin Booker beef has been so funny to watch. The the Luke, the Devin Booker special the Luca special that's so funny, um, but I love the battle. Luca obviously is a superstar. Uh, Devin Booker on the other side still doing his thing. But the thing about Dallas is that it's not just Luca. They have a, a fairly well balanced attack when it comes to the other guys getting involved. Like a, like we talked about last uh, show, Dorian Finney Smith stepping up big. I, I don't know if he had a big factor in this past game, but, you know, the, the role players, the other guys outside of Luka are stepping up. Bertans making big shots. Uh, Cleaver being, you know, big time, making making plays, getting good shots. J- Jalen Bronson, obviously. Spencer Dinwiddie had a really good game. So they're getting contribution outside of just Luka. And on the other side, Phoenix has just... I don't know, been kind of lackluster to me. CP, this series is just, I. I, I this is just my theory, and it's, it's a theory. I'm not saying this is what's going on with him, but he just has looked uh, uninterested in this series at all. And I think it may be partially due to the thing that happened in Game 3 with his, his, his wife and or his uh, fam, family members getting, like, assaulted or pushed. Which was like, you know, that's that messes with these guys because they're trying to do their job and their families are there to support them, and you know, I got to worry about some kid pushing my wife or my, you know, my kids seeing that type of stuff. That's kind of that's kind of crazy to think about, and try to go out here and play basketball and win. But he just hadn't looked the same to me. Um, I feel like they've kind of like been able to neutralize Aiden. And the the scoring has just been kind of like a they like, I mean, kind of a scoring slump. They hadn't been able to like get into their offense like they usually do. So that's that's my thoughts on it, bro. Uh, I've, I've but Dallas has just been super fun to watch. Looks like everyone's like gelling and the synergy is there. Not just Luka going off, but him going off plus the the team just playing great. So.
1: Yeah, uh, the counter kind of your point though about Chris Paul. It the thing is, he was playing bad before that though. He was kind of he was kind of have off game before that uh before that incident too though. Like he just had a, an off couple games. Hey, like, it's tough for Chris Paul. It's it's tough for me to say that he had, but he literally did have like three straight bad games in a row. That's yeah. like, like he, he's not, he's he's not the CP3 that we know. Uh, could could it be more soldiers just age or wear and tear? I mean, and plus, it's unfortunate what happened to his family. But would that fire a person up and like? I guess in a, in a way, they could probably take you out of your game. If you're not letting the game come to you and you try to force things. Maybe. Because you want it so bad. I don't know. Yeah, out of the way, we, we both agree it's weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah. And uh, we don't, I don't know what's going on with Chris Paul. But they do need him to be Chris Paul in order to win the series. And if he does not win the series... I think everyone will have another conversation about Chris Paul. Because Phoenix was clear in the the situation and position to win this series. You're the number one seed. You're expected to at least get to the conference finals. At least. And if cp 3 goes down. And the Suns lose. There's going to be a whole other conversation about cp 3 And his status is... I'm on the best point guards, and all this, all this. Trust me, you'll hear the conversation if they lose. Trust me. I mean, so it'll, it'll come out, it'll come out again, because it's it's again, it's just another playoff thing. Think about his time with the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just Doc there; it was cb three too. So yeah, that's true. So yeah. it's it's, I'm, it's I'm tough. looking
0: at the, I'm looking at the stats from this series. So the first two games. First game they won, he 28 points, 11 11 of 16 from the floor, six and eight, and what was that? One steal. So pretty good. Next game they lost, 12 points, five of nine, seven and four, turnovers, seven turnovers. So and then game three obviously just. Terrible. Five points, two of four. Game six, they won. They was seven points, three of eight. And last game, 13 points. But the turnovers have been horrible. Five turnovers in the last game, four before that, two, seven in that one, three in the first one. So not only, you know, not making a big scoring impact. He has some decent assist numbers from a lot of these, but... Turnovers, and I, I think I think the first two games, all right, he was okay. The first game he was good, but next game he was okay, and then the next few games after that, it was just like, not, not
1: it. Yeah, I think it was uh, the adjustments by uh, Jason Kidd too. You know, they started attacking Chris Paul more after game two. Yeah, uh, that Luka. that's really what oh, that Luka was. But. Right, remember yeah. at first that was a sun strategy to go at Luca. Mm-hmm. But Luca was like, you know, Luca's a bigger guard. You know, you can, if you give effort, you'll be fine. Dixon Kid made a good statement. Like, they tried to do that to Dirk. And Dirk had to show, right? And he said, Luca has to do the same thing. I think he handled that really well as a coach because you were, you know, Luca was supposed to be that next Dirk for the franchise, you know? So mm-hmm. if this former franchise player did it, jason kidd saying you can do it too and jason kidd was a teammate there so he knows so yeah at least so the effort chris paul height can only get you so far no matter how good a defender you are and all that wear and tear maybe that affects you on the offensive end for sure you have less energy for offense because they're going at you on defense i feel like that is I think that's been playing a role. But the Phoenix they have an offense as well that's well suited to still get by that. Because of all the players they have, I think Phoenix still does have more depth. I just think the Mavericks have been making the better adjustments so far. Yeah. And this is gonna this is really like a a chess playing chess right now. Who's gonna make the best adjustments? To win, how do you get Aiden more involved? I feel like he just needs to be a little bit more dominant, though, like a, a, a will type of thing. Like choosing to take a layup instead of dunking on these folks, man. Take advantage of your matchup, <laughs> you know. Dunk. I want to see you dunk. Show you, show your authority, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I want to see. But yeah, all right. So time to give you a prediction. Who you think is going to win? Oh. oh,
0: oh, ah, oh. this is tough. I want to say Phoenix so bad. Ah, oh, but I don't even know if I can trust it right now. The way Dallas has been playing, oh, let me think. You're gonna be in Phoenix game seven. Oh, I don't think Dallas will play the same in Phoenix. So I'm going to go. Ah, I don't know. This is, not, I'm, I'm not, I have no confidence in either side of this, but I'm going to go Phoenix. I think Devin Booker is going to have a big game. I'm hoping cp 3 does. Aiden gets some good touches. Nate get some stops. They're going to they're gonna have to. Annihilate Luka on the defensive end and make somebody else beat them. And I think that's the best strategy. I'm going but just, there's like no confidence in if that happens or not. So I don't know. It's, it's, these could go either way, bro. It's just I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, it's, it's,
1: hey, it's a good pick, man. I'm, I'm still with the Phoenix Suns as well. I just have to trust that Monty Williams is going to get help get CB3 right and I'm trusting and I'm putting more confidence in CB3 I'm trusting that he'll show up he'll be the CB3 that we know and won't turn the ball over so many times I'm trusting the fact that they are at home role players step up at home while role players are the opposite team doesn't really show out as well uh, I'm trusting on, I'm leaning on that as well I think Luka is going to be Luca. He'll get his points But I don't think it ultimately it won't be enough And again Hopefully They come out right. Swing. And I think the other thing that can help The Suns offense is to Maybe run a little bit faster Increase the yeah. pace a little bit
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, try to get as many transition buckets as you can too. They they, they play well in transition, so get more transition transition buckets that help. Don't let the Mavericks set their defense on you, and don't let them pick the matchups either. Figure out a way to not get CP three on Luka because he's he, he's literally picking who he wants. Like you're giving to him. Yeah. So you have to, they have to give 100% effort, 110% effort to try to win this game. So I'm, I'm trusting the Phoenix Suns. We get it done. Suns and seven. So man, got some good seven round games, man. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We're both going with the Suns for this one. I know we said for the other game, we are going with the uh, Celtics. I'm going with the Bucks. So it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Man. Alright y'all, we're going to be watching the games With y'all tomorrow Man, this will be good Make sure you uh, Like, yeah this will be good man I'm, I'm so pumped for these games Make sure you like, share, and subscribe If you love enjoying the podcast uh, You can listen to this On all podcast platforms We got the links in the description Make sure you check it out uh, We will be putting out more videos Throughout the week, so Come make sure you come oh, back yeah. and check it. Yeah, and uh, ahead.
0: Swish Masters, uh, Swishes, you know everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being supportive. Um, and we've asked that you continue to be. We have started a tip hub, hoping to continue to build on this platform, make it better, make better content, build it, continue building it. So if you do feel you know, the need or feel the desire to, not the need, um, is not required, but we ask that you donate to the podcast so that we can continue to make this great content and, you know, keep growing, keep, keep this thing going. Um, other than that, like you said, like, share, and subscribe to the channel, follow us on all podcast platforms. I'm Zay, the executive producer. We'll see y'all next time.
1: And hey, this is Kiddaguru signing off. Uh, my mic was muted, man. My fault. All right, y'all. See y'all. See <laughs> you oh.